Hi, everyone. This is Carolyn from Second Serve. Who is excited about the French Open? The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris, and you can watch every court live on Tennis Channel Plus. You can watch it on your phone or smart TV live in HD. So you can watch it at work or while you're waiting in your kid's carpool line. Live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. You can be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. Guys, this is part two to the episode about crazy situations that happen on the court. If you haven't had a chance to listen to part one, I hope you'll go back and listen. Aaron, do you have any other situations? I was playing a doubles match and it was in the summer. So it was really, really hot and it lasted so long, but it wasn't because the score was amazing and it was just this great match. It was because my opponents didn't like a couple calls that my partner and I made. And so I felt like the rest of the time, they were trying to irritate us by doing things like um, when they were serving, they would take forever. It was like excruciating how long they were taking. And then they would do stuff like take their time going to get a ball that was maybe on a different court or, and then it got really ugly when I would go to serve, you know, I don't have like a long serving method or anything. I would like bounce the ball a few times and then start to toss it up. And as I was getting ready to start that, one of the ladies would hold her hand up, like, please wait, you know, wait for me. And then she would go walk over to her partner who was at the net and strategize with her while during my serve, which again is against the rules. But when you're in a situation where it's club tennis, it feels really uncomfortable to be like, you know, that's against the rules. I mean, I felt like clearly it was a tactic and I felt like if I called her on doing it, it was going to get even more ugly. And that was the last thing I wanted. So I just kind of dealt with it. Then we ended up going into a third set tie break. And I remember between the second and third set before the tiebreaker started, she proceeded to eat a banana for like, 15 minutes. And like I said, at the beginning of this, it was summertime. We have schedules, you know, there's still schedules to abide to taking so much time to eat and to sit down and to get her water. All we wanted to do was move on, get out of the heat, finish this match. It was uncomfortable for almost two and a half hours. And I swore to myself, if I ever had to play against that woman again, I would just give her the match because retire it or something. Yeah, just retire it. Like I'd rather go have coffee with my friends and talk about tennis than stand on a tennis court for two and a half hours and play against someone that made me so uncomfortable and was clearly doing all of that just to kind of be a jerk. Well, and kind of trying to make you have to say something so they're suddenly the confrontational person, even though they're irritating you to that point we we had a similar situation like that too where where there were three courts of doubles and two singles and we got placed on the hard courts with some people who did not want to play on hard courts well all we had available were four clay and a hard so we got the unlucky draw of being on the hard and that wasn't our choice and they were pretty nasty about it and it just proceeded to just ruin the match it didn't matter win or lose it was just so and I think that objective was just I mean there's only so much you can listen to about it and then if you don't say something and you're frustrated that you didn't speak up sooner but it is kind of like they're you know you forces you into being the bad guy and having something to say when they're contributing so it's good to remember that that things you're doing might be irritating to someone else and just being mindful to not do that to somebody else I do think they were doing it because they felt very cheated out of some calls 
Um, so it was getting, you know, it was getting more and more contentious as it went on. I know every player says this and I do feel like it's the truth for most people. Like I wouldn't just call balls out just to irritate this woman. Like that was not my, if I called a ball out, which I'm sure I've made mistakes. I, I bet millions of dollars on, I've made wrong calls, but I certainly didn't do it to intentionally irritate her or cheat her out of something. But, but her retaliation was clearly, I'm so irritated with you that now I'm going to do something back. And those things do happen. They're few and far between. I think that's why some of these stories stick out in our minds because they are so rare, but that one stuck out big time. It's frustrating when you think that the, like it is a bad call, but Here's really the truth. The chances of you losing a match over calls is pretty slim. It's not that it can't happen. It probably has happened, but it's, it's much more difficult to keep that level up. And especially in doubles. I mean, we've had situations where someone's making some of the worst calls ever. And, and you do have to say something. I think sometimes there, there is some retaliation if they think, and I think it's better to just, instead of doing that, say, it feels like a lot of these balls are getting called out and, you know, tighten it up or whatever you say. You know, I mean, I've, I've had to say that to someone and it was awkward. It's better to do that than be like, well, I'm going to make worse calls over here. Like, right. I don't know. Everybody who plays and loves to compete wants to win against somebody playing their best, not someone who's cheating. Or I don't want to out cheat someone. Right. I want to win because I played better, not, you know, I cheated better. My crazy situation involved an opponent moving the scoreboard in the wrong direction. She moved it 3-2 in her favor instead of 3-2 in my favor. And it was a match that mattered. Well, none of our matches really matter, but this one mattered more than others. And I remember it because she said before the match, after the first game, let's move the scoreboard only every two games because she had played in tournaments before and people would move the scoreboard in the wrong direction. I told her she could be in charge of the scoreboard because I had never had any issues with the scoreboard before. And that was a mistake because an issue is exactly what happened. She won the first set easily. And in the second set, she was up 2-1. And I won the next two games to make it 3-2 me. And the way it was set up was that the scoreboard was on the opposite um, area from where our benches were with our bags and our water. And the reason I really remembered the score is because it was the first time I was up in the entire match. She was serving and won the next game. And when I called three all, she said, wait, no, it's 4-2. Look at the scoreboard. And I was just shocked at that moment. And I told her I thought it was 3-2 me. And she said she was 100% positive it was right. And I should look at the scoreboard. It was really hard because it was a singles match. And for me, when I was playing singles as a beginner, every point would take forever because I would hit like 50 shots back and forth. Um, I was just trying to get the ball over the net. But it did teach me that I have to be on top of the scoreboard. And um, from that match on, I've never had any issues with the scoreboard. So so you tried to correct the score as soon as you realized that you guys were not lining up. Is right. that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's important, too. I mean, you never want to, like, sit on it and think I don't want to be up front that I feel like this is wrong. It was just the strangest situation And especially because she brought up at the beginning that sometimes people change the scoreboard the wrong way. Uh, Yeah. And it was, did you ask the question, is it you that does that? Or is that other? That's what I was thinking afterwards. I was like, maybe you have the scoreboard (laughs) issues. It's not others. That's exactly what I was thinking. But, and it is important to watch it because I oftentimes, I don't like to necessarily handle the scoreboard because 
I swear I do not have any amount of ADD in my life whatsoever until I step on a tennis court. And then I'm like, what's the score? What day is it? Who's, who's sir, who just served? Who's, you know, cause you, there's so much to think about mm-hmm. that the scoreboard it's like, I, that really is the last thing I want to mess up because I don't want someone to feel like I've cheated them or I, mm-hmm. you know, and plus it's just a lot to, it's just a lot on your brain when you already have a hundred other things you're thinking about. So right. I've, I've often said, I've probably done it. of the time I've touched the scoreboard, I'll look at my opponent or opponents if I'm in doubles and say, okay, it's three, two, right. Or it's, you know, whatever I might say the right score. And then I might move the wrong peg on the scoreboard. Like, and it's not, I literally just confirmed it with them, you know, and that's a good point to say it out loud and to confirm it between right. And then, and I don't know if you've had this happen too, where, and it might be like a little bit of a quirky thing that people do like when they're down they don't call the score I don't know if you guys have seen yeah. that spe- where they don't it's, it's almost yeah. like you don't want to say it yeah um but it's also important to know what they think the score is yes yeah. so um that kind of irks me a little bit too and I, I yeah. get having you know there's certain people that like to bounce the ball so many times before they serve it and they have like their little Routine. ritual or whatever mm-hmm. about it. But yeah, that, that sometimes, or you can't hear them say it. I think it's always important to clarify it as soon as you notice we're not maybe on the same page or I'm, you know, cause the worst part is you start walking to the middle and they're like, no, that we won. It's our point. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> um, so, and that's definitely happened. So you do have to kind of be super paying attention. And I feel like as the server, you're really the one who should know what the score is and you should call it loud and make sure everybody is on the same page so that there is a discrepancy. You can get to the bottom of it. And it's usually a double fault. Somebody's double fault and everybody wants to forget about it. And that's usually the missing point. It's like, Oh yeah, I did double fault. I was trying to block that out, but yeah. And I'm sure it's not intentional, but it is intentional when it's like, it bothers me to call a losing score out. So I won't call it. And then nobody knows what the score is. Exactly. Yeah. I That is a rule, but people do. I think you're right. I think people don't call it out when they want to not call out the fact that they're maybe down. Um, And it's a mental thing. It's not like I'm doing this to intentionally confuse you. It's a, you know, I can kind of forget about it, like out of sight, out of mind. Right. (laughs) And sometimes people call the wrong, like they call it the wrong way. Like they say 40, 15 and they meant 15, 40. So it's like, you hate to interrupt their serve. And I've noticed as you move up, people tend to go, tend to just let them finish their serve and then correct them. But I know, I know when, when you're like a two, five or three, Oh, you probably should hold your hand up and stop their serve, even though that feels rude. Um, unless you're willing to just sacrifice that point. And like Carolyn said, if you're in, you know, singles or doubles, if you're in a situation where you're hitting a million balls during a point, you may forget. You just remember what you called, whether it was wrong or right. Or maybe you didn't correct them right away. They will forget what they called. Right. Play out right. a point, and then you're like, yeah, I know, like you just won that point, or we just won that point, but you called it wrong, and so now it's really this score. And then, oh, I've had that situation. Like then it gets right. Crazy. Then they're mad, but yeah, mm-hmm. even if they, yeah, you don't want to do that. You're, they're like finders keepers, losers sweepers. You're like, <laughs> right. wait, 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 what? <laughs> if that's the situation, pull <laughs> the score out and just serve. Make up just right. make up a score after you serve. You know. Yeah, you don't want to win by confusing everybody, but <laughs> right. yeah. <laughs> Thanks again to Michelle and Aaron for doing this today. I'm going to try to not be annoying on the court and call the score so my opponent can hear it from now on. If you guys have any other crazy situations, I'd love to hear about it. Please email secondservetennis at yahoo.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. 
Hey, Second Serve listeners, this is Erin. Carolyn and I are so excited that the second slam of the year is happening this month. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the French Open, and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch it. Tennis Channel Plus brings you courtside with three weeks of unparalleled access, and they do this with every single court live. Watch on your phone, your smart TV in HD, or like I do, on my iPad while I'm sitting at my desk working all day. I love to flip around to different matches on Tennis Channel Plus to see my favorite players in action. Don't miss your favorite tennis legends battle a new generation of talent and watch exciting new rivalries emerge on the historic clay courts of Roland Garros. If Carolyn and I can't be in Paris in person, at least we can watch all the matches on Tennis Channel Plus. Daily coverage begins on Monday, May 20th. Be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. I know I will be. 